Cast the Pod to The Witcher. I'm your co-host Dom. I'm your co-host Aaron. And I'm your co-host Max. And today it is the final chapter of Blood of Elves that we are discussing. Yep. Th- three whole books. Yeah. Oh, it is three. I thought it was just two. Good heavens. We're no, like... we have done uh, three whole we've, books. We've powered our way through three books. Which is um, a lot between season one and season two of the show. <laughs> That's some convenient timing. Um, <laughs> given I think they basically just wrapped up well not to date the episode but they wrapped up a few weeks ago didn't they yeah uh, so they're um, they're looking at like a Q4 2021 release so we'll have probably gotten through Time of, Con- or, yeah, Time of Contempt as well by nice. the time it comes out yeah then we'll have to figure out some content for between seasons 2 and 3 and 3 and 4 <laughs> uh, oh, oh, <laughs> Yeah, this, this chat, we're all a bit loopy because we've just hit summer and we're just starting to get out of lockdown. So I think everyone's brains have gone a little bit weird. Um, yes, Gl- yeah. Glasgow's lockdown that started in September of last year will be over on Saturday. Yeah, the 16-day lockdown, which became 200 days. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, two of your co-hosts have been in Glasgow, the most lockdown city in the UK. Um. <laughs> Whereas, by all accounts... <laughs> Compared to some places, I've not really had it too bad um, <laughs> down in London. But I will, I, I will be making my glorious return back to Glasgow. Um, yeah, not not to dox myself, but yes, I will be. <laughs> going Possibly back. by the time this episode's out, in fact. Oh, Blimenek! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Three weeks yesterday, in fact. Um, so I've still got to get the removals company and everything sorted. But that that's fun to look forward to. But yes, this. <laughs> We're, we're all a bit laid back because this chapter is basically the most laid back in any of the books. It's just a yeah. nice time between Yen and Siri, pretty much. Yeah, if we're going to do like high school book report, we definitely had sort of the climax last chapter and this is just smooth sailing denouement. Like nothing happens. It's kind of chill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the main, it sort of starts with <laughs> this. Um, oh, oh. Although it's quite an intense Sorry. start to the chapter. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, can we, I think the thing that is like the thing that I want to talk about the most is actually not even really officially part of the chapter. Mm. It's that, uh, that, that little interstitial from Tissaia's diary. Yeah, like, no, we don't Tissaia's need to read it all because it's quite a, quite a sizable passage, but basically Tissaia de Vries says that magicians are cursed and not nice people and shouldn't be raising children, so they should all be sterilized without exception. Um, oh, it is... Oh, there's a combination of things. Yes, part of it, part of it, part of it is that um, that no one is born a wizard and no one should be born one. Um, but part of it is like explicitly eugenic. Um, that they, we know too little about genetics and the mechanisms of heredity. Um, and it would, um, and we, we we don't give that enough research. And so, if wizards and and sorceresses aren't sterilized, they will try to pass on inherited magical abilities in the natural way um and as a result um the pseudo experiments i.e their children can be seen all too often in town gutters and within temple walls we see too many of them and too frequently come across morons and women in a catatonic state dribbling seers who soil themselves seeresses village oracles and miracle workers cretins whose minds are degenerate due to the inherited uncontrolled force so she's essentially saying it is dangerous for there to be people passing on if we understand that it can be passed on magical ability both in that it produces undesirable eugenic results and frankly competing types of 
magic user, like Cirruses and Oracles and Miracle Workers. Mm. Yeah. yeah. She refers to them, you know, these morons and cretins can also have offspring and can, you know, degenerate yeah. further. It's is Nazism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she does seem to want basically a, a, a pure wizard, if you will. <laughs> hey, no, let's yes. not get too <laughs> into that. <laughs> uh, we, we know where that rhetoric ends and what authors led on that um well, it ends in mandatory sterilization yeah. doesn't it and <laughs> well yeah and it's like <laughs> and, and that's, that's what to say advocates she says you know most wizards will lose the ability to pro- procreate naturally due to somatic changes and dysfunction of the pituitary gland that ha- happen from using magic but usually women can maintain the deficiency of those gonads they can conceive and give birth so it's usually just men who become sterilized naturally and that usually women don't um, and so she saying that like these women have the audacity to consider this a blessing that you should have to choose be a wizard or a mother that's it I think that's really does, interesting it, because... I mean I, this, I don't know if this is like you know a translation issue but it does seem to suggest that also some male wizards can also potentially pass on um, yes like, yeah, so like, it's, like, it's conceive... usually women who are sterile which means or not sterile which means some men will also not be sterile I'm trying I'm trying to like kind of scan over it right now um um, it like because the the only the only thing that like it says in the Lithuanian is that um, most of us wizards, but like it's used in a kind of way that, well, it's it uses the masculine like noun, but it's clearly intended gender neutrally because that's the a next thing you can the next do. line she says some wizards usually women attuned to magic while still maintaining the efficiency of these gonads they uh, can conceive and give birth it straight up does not have the usually women in the Lufayan translation uh. but that said don't trust it for that sort of shit because it has been known to occasionally literally just omit a line um <laughs> so yeah now we're at the end of the book you can you can kind of say pretty clearly yeah. some things aren't are imperfect in the translation um yeah but what's interesting about this i think is like one this gives us a sense of to say this character two it tells us a little bit about the goings on at eratusa and three this is like clearly where the um the inspiration for what happened to show yennefer yes comes from it's not very um elegant the way they deal with yennefer's potential fertility um yeah as they just huck it out of her the poor lass yeah yeah i mean the last line here is i demand all apprentices be sterilized without exception i was like all right say um and the book that this is taken from is called uh the poison source so uh you know <laughs> yeah. just... i think part part of it is in her mind like reading into it like she also probably fears like you know a pharaoh's blood sort of problem or a habsburg jaw situation where you get like this click of elite wizards just inbreeding you know forever and it's just leading to these sort of situations but that's yeah, also just being maybe apologetic slightly for her fundamental fascism yeah i mean like this is the impression we got of to say in the last chapter right is that she's just like she needs everything to be in its box so like the category of wizard cannot be the category of mother yeah. Um. And so this just makes sense to her, and of course she's the mistress of Eretusa, so she can. Man, people who love putting things in strict ontological categories. <laughs> Why I never. <laughs> that has never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> <sighs> Adult human oh wizards. <laughs> Adult human wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
Conan's critical wizardry. <laughs> uh, God, we're all... The wizardry organized around the production of large cameos. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Adult. Adult. Uh, uh, yeah, there's lots of... So, it does, this, this chapter really plays into the, sort of the themes of, well, motherhood, ultimately, because it is just Siri. Uh, it sort of starts off with Siri running to meet um, Jar, who is, like, basically a pubescent boy with a stubbly chin who's, like, an apprentice. And she sort of flutters right lashes at him to get some information and stuff. Um, and all well, well, yes. to, to start with, to start with, Siri is hanging out with, like, her fellow, like, acolytes. Yeah, like Yola. And what? Yeah, and they're making like, fun of her and don't think she's actually learning magic. Like, yeah, they 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 they, they think she that there is there is, like like they she they urge her to show some spells and then she just goes like you know the the magic is not for show, it's <laughs> it's not your wee market jokes, um, <laughs> and uh, and 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 then she has to like like they 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 they, they fucking terrorize her and um, say that she's getting more and more similar to that witchy Yennefer every day. Um, yeah. Yes. But of course Siri responds as Siri does just by cursing and, and, and using all the words she learned from Vesemir and from Yarpin and uh, running off to go see yeah, Yara who um, yes is a pubescent boy who is a scribe and a, a scholar and uh, Siri is trying to wheedle some information out of him using all of her sort of teenage charm- charms, I guess. They're both adolescents, <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yes. <laughs> They're just, yes, she, he's just a teenage boy and she's just a teenage girl trying to wheedle some information out of him. <laughs> I, humans, humans are humans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically Siri wants to know what is going on with Nilfgaard and what is going on with, and for obvious reasons, what is going on with Sintra. Mm. Yes, without um, trying to give away. <laughs> yes, who any she of her is. origins. <laughs> um, uh, yes, um, it's this is quite cute actually. Because a lot of this is about sort of series, sort of budding adolescent sort of development. Um, I quite like this line of like Siri did not understand why she was so drawn to Yara's tower. She enjoyed talking to him. The boy learned a great deal, uh, and so she could learn much from him. But recently, when he looked at her, his eyes had a strange, dazed, and cloying expression. So obviously, Gara's, like, <laughs> obsessed with her. And she's, like, I think she's got to be crush on him, but she doesn't actually know that she does. You know, that, like, really early mm. teenage crush thing. Yeah. Because um, she can't figure out why she's so drawn to the tower. Um, but, um, yeah, so she's fluttering her eyelids at him, trying to, to, to figure out whether or not there is going to be another... <clears throat> another war yeah and just um, lots we get a list of like lots of the countries and their relationships with each other and what they're doing who's fighting who and it's, it's, it's <laughs> exposition a lot of it um but again done through the means that sapec always does exposition and just having two imperfect narrators discuss it which is like the best way of doing it um, really Unless you're like J.R.R. Tolkien and you can afford to spend, I don't know, 20 pages describing a bridge. Um, <laughs> or yeah, so or he... Brian Jacks spending 10 pages describing a flavour of jam. You know, you can... <laughs> Is it funny that I read Lord of the Rings for the first time when I was like, I don't know, 12... And I just I just didn't notice. Everyone like always is like, oh, there's so much poetry. And I just didn't notice. 
<laughs> I think I, I should say I'm saying that with deep, deep affection for <laughs> the Red Wall series and Brian Jack, who is one of my favourite yeah. authors of all time. Um, I've never read so the Red Wall books. I feel like I, the, I mean, they're, they're just really charming, silly, good, brilliant stories about a bunch of farmyard animals t- t- tearing the shit out <laughs> of each other, and a mouse called Martin, who is this legendary hero, this lone swordsman wandering around solving problems. Does this <laughs> ring any bells? Um, yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, so that that that's my plug for Brian Jack's Red Wall series. Uh, <laughs> Which I think is also getting a Netflix series coming up. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. I hope they do it well. Uh, yeah. But but yeah. So Siri's in the tower, um, and she she she's gotten Yara to show her a a map and explain where they are, um, explaining that um, you know where Elander is and and where all the temples are, or and where the temple is and where all the other countries are. Um, it's a quite cute line where she mistakes an ink blot for a lake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he explains that the Nilfgaardians um, hold the south of the Yoruga um, and that they have conquered Matina and Maked, Maked? Uh, Nazair, Abing, um, Sintra, um, and um, that basically only the, the war that we, we know about stopped them from, from marching marching onwards. Um, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, God, the politics is not the part of the best app, but I'm also the one who read the thing most recently. <laughs> there's also there's a funny bit where um, Siri discovers a, a bit of paper in a book, which is which is mm-hmm. a nudie picture um, of of, yes. of a lady ha- <laughs> having sex yes, with a bearded yes, she, man. <laughs> yes, she's um she's she's yeah she's trawling her way through the books because Siri is a well-read girl, and he, he yeah Yara warns her that she must not touch this volume because it is exceptionally priceless and old. And yes, when she pulls it out, there is um, there is um, some erotica, shall we say? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so whatever the, but, um, the runic equivalent is of hentai, I guess. Yes. Oh, and of course, well, Yara does try. That, that's that's a very old thing, right? Like in medieval Europe, they had tons of that shit. Oh, of course, yeah. And medieval like, oh, Japan, yes. medieval everyone just they were they were depraved. Um, just yeah, as much yeah. as we are, we just have more outlets for it these days, like DeviantArt and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that humans are always and everywhere the same, whether it is, <laughs> um, you know, uh, 19th century Japan or medieval Europe or ancient Rome. In, in all of those instances, we simply draw poor. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's weirder than others, but, you know. <laughs> uh yeah, so, so so he resumes after this to just describing, um, you know, the wars and stuff. And there's there's a cute line where sort of, uh, well, no, before this actually, Yar sort of surreptitiously tries to sniff her hair because <laughs> he's a teenage <laughs> boy, and she's a, a girl who smells like a girl. Um, and uh, yes. she slaps yes. back at him in the other first tone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yara, stop that immediately. I do not wish you to do that to me. I came to you with a serious matter as a wizard to a scholar. <laughs> she, she is Yennefer in that moment. <laughs> She's Yen's daughter, 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like really clear at this point already that um, like uh, Siri and Yennefer have established um, a personal rapport, just as the letters had suggested. Mm. Yennefer is clearly in this temple teaching her presumably yes. magic. Yes. 
Um, and then, um, speaking of Yen, um, while Siri is talking to Yara and he's explaining that there will be some sort of incident that will, because there, there will probably not be a war based on his analogies, <laughs> um, but that uh, all sides will be looking for, um, a Cassis belly, um, Siri is um, called by Yen telepathically and has to run off. Which seems like a good excuse to get out of any awkward situation. If I know, school. right? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm being called telepathically by my teacher. Sorry, I have to go. Um. <laughs> yes, and uh, so Siri t- runs off at a tear and leaps into the chamber and she's clearly still using all of her witcher skills as she sort of leaps in half pirouettes and slashes with an imaginary sword and then dives into the bathtub um and then it's just it's again continuing just the nice mothery daughtery sort of vibe of this chapter yes just brushing her hair and having a chat warning her about yara he's (laughs) a boy It's funny because it's half warning. It's half warning her about Yara, but more warning her about what she's doing to Yara. Because mm. <laughs> Yen knows that Siri's fluttering her eyes and has no interest in actually following through. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you've finished with childhood. You've rounded out where necessary, <laughs> and you know. Um, yeah, the boy slobbers and stammers at the sight of you. Don't play the child because you aren't one anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, so she, um, is explicitly stated, but she's like fifteen, sixteen at this point. It's presumed, I think. No, she's thirteen. Is it thirteen? Ah, oh, I'd love. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, maybe yeah, because there's a bit later so... in the chapter. There's a bit later in the chapter when. Um, well, she's. It depends how long she's at the temple, but I don't think she's there very long because there's a part later in the chapter that's earlier in the timeline when she's like passing her tests and uh, says that yes. she's 13 but i think they're only at the temple for a year so maybe she's 14 right okay yeah 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 so this is right at the end so she'll be yeah like 14 um which as opposed uh, to a 16 year old boy is yeah 16 year old boys are like that yes <laughs> um yeah, the fur also observes that, uh, um, like, the, another reason why she needs to be careful um, in her interactions with Yara is because he's actually a clever kid, mm. and he can figure out certain things that he shouldn't know. Presumably. So she shows too much interest in Sintra, for example? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You know, presumably, <laughs> for instance, her parentage. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, one has to observe that at a certain point, you know, anyone who knows, like, sufficiently much about Sintra conceptually um, is going to start asking questions about the ashen haired <laughs> orphan <laughs> child with green eyes. Sintra, who is about the same age as <laughs> the missing princess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yes. I'm, like I, I, I just I just I just you know want to ask Geralt and Yennefer, did you not consider at least fucking dyeing her hair? <laughs> like <laughs> Well indeed. It would like, like, um, it would have been interesting. They, One this is just me like, you know, it would probably be if someone wrote a kind of story like this nowadays, if they had like done a bit of the wasp factory sort of thing about her and just like, you know, treated her like a boy or something. Or like shaved her head. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, and, like gave well her the stimulus. I mean, Milan style. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting twist on it. I mean, right. And like, uh, like she's athletic and tall and stuff. She could totally get away for passing as a boy, right? Mm. Like, it would NBC, really lean into the trans mask NBC. stuff that's into that. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Um, 
But the, the conversation turns to whether or not there will be a war, which is what she's been talking to Yara about. And, um, you know, Yen doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and Siri's sort of reliving a bit of her trauma, you know, saying she's already seen a war and she doesn't want to see another. She doesn't want to be alone and frightened again like she was or to lose Yen or Geralt. And, and you know, Yen promises they'll always be together, um, which is very sweet and very sad. Um, yes, uh, it's, it's foreshadowing. Yes. It is. It's, it's... Yeah, yes. And um, Yen says to her, you know, when I first arrived here, you didn't like you. When we first met, you didn't like me. And that's um, because the series doesn't care about linear time. Um, once again, the, the show actually did a really good job of handling mm. the non-linear nature of just everything all the time. Um, that's our sign that we're going into a flashback to when Yen first arrived, kind of, I think, about a year previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It w- yeah, and <sighs> really, this is where it starts to become, like, super obvious how gay Siri is and how oblivious we were <laughs> in our first yes. read of this so, fucking book. spoilers for- spoilers, but not a really major spoiler, but, like, Siri is- Well, we've hinted at it already when she sees Triss, like, for the first time, and it's- So, the, the reason it comes out super obvious in this chapter- basically is the way that she describes yen when she first sees her it's just full of beautiful flowing imagery you know the enchantress rustling yeah. her long black dress um and the most obvious bit yeah. is well i'll just read it it's like suri suddenly felt ashamed ashamed of her grazed elbows chapped hands broken nails her ashen stringy hair all of a sudden she felt an overwhelming desire to possess what yennefer had a beautiful exposed neck and on it a lovely black velvet ribbon with a lovely glittering scar star regular eyebrows accentuated with charcoal and long eyelashes proud lips and those two mounds which rose with every breath hugged by black cloth and white lace yeah uh, is <laughs> look me in the eyes girl when he's describing yeah. lips <laughs> yes yeah, Siri is, uh, yeah, yeah, she does have to be told my eyes are up here, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, um, li- yeah, like, Yen literally says, go yeah. on, then look me in the eyes, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the fact that I didn't twig this the first time is true. It's, yeah. it, it's the thing, I suppose, you, when you don't expect it in a novel yeah. like this, you would just skim over it. But it's so yeah, because yeah, until man. until in subsequent books, the books just establish that Siri is yeah. We won't spoil precisely women. how, but it's obvious um, by this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like like you kinda just don't like you, you don't necessarily fully you know like you're used to fantasy being not exactly especially nineties Polish fantasy being not exactly <laughs> exactly the height of progressive representation of sexuality yeah, precisely um, yeah and and the like like reading this um you know um with that knowledge is a completely different experience because you go yeah there were hints <laughs> yes <laughs> even <indeed>. subtle hints <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she gasps when she sees tris for the first time and she just stares at yen's boobs yeah it's she, yeah she does love staring at boobs she sure does. Good for you, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, they, they also get into discussion about, um, you know, I think she says, like, tall for her age. And it's alluded to, yes, the witches had been feeling, feeding her mild stimulants. Um, 
and there's a bit of it again like loses it yeah <laughs> um I, i've loved nenica nenica's got to be the only person who can just like ever talk like this to yen mm. just to like you know i said they're natural and safe in this respect i'm a greater authority than you i know it's exceedingly difficult for you to accept <laughs> someone else's authority like um nenica's got to be the only one who can just well, besides to say who can just tell yennefer no i know more than you mm. stop <laughs> um but uh yeah um so yes siri is in perfect health apart from her horrible nightmares um but um so again nanika says that siri is to 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 be taught by yennefer now and siri in her her typical style objects to never having been asked and um i guess without realizing that mages can read your mind uh starts thinking about escaping yeah and well she's a teenager um or at least she's becoming one at this point Uh yes Yes. Um, I um, also see that um, Nenica has to um, kind of diffuse the relationship between Siri and Yen at this point, mm. where Nenica thinks that, you know, Yen is seeing Siri as a rival for Geralt's attention, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that is kind of how Siri reacts to women around Geralt as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into the, yeah. the, the psychology of it too deeply. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, let's leave Freud alone. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they basically have yeah. a, a big bicker and, you know, Yennefer tells Siri that, look, I'm here to teach you and if you disobey any of my rules, then I'm out of here. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to give you a second chance. I'm going to give you one chance and you have to do what I say precisely and all that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. Siri, in her own way, accedes to it, sort of, <laughs> eventually. Sort of. <laughs> It's like pulling teeth, basically, to get Siri to agree to anything, but, you know, she does. Um, And, you know, one of Siri's objections is that, of course, she's been told that she has no magical ability um, because she couldn't even learn the signs Mm. when she was trained to be a witcher. Sorry, but this is apparently because she's a source and sources need to be trained to be able to um, access their magical ability. Yeah, so basically the, the rest of this next section is sort of a training montage, but also a development of Siri and Yennefer's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yen kind of makes her do like Rorschach tests and like IQ tests. It's a bit weird. It pisses her off, yeah. Yeah, and it really, really pisses Siri off. Siri does not like doing it, and Siri tries to fake not being able to do it to get out of it, and yeah. But yeah, and works Just... out that she's able to do all the tasks quite easily and actually knows, you know, the answers and knows that, y- yeah. like, she's lying to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she goes through all of the tests, um, and, you know, they grow closer together as she does. Um, There's a whole thing at the beginning where um, Siri is clearly afraid of growing closer with her and like also learning magic because as she says she's a witcheress she doesn't need it mm-hmm. uh, yes i'm gonna like, go care more in and learn all this magic and yeah 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 like yeah. like like clearly clearly like it's a it's a it's a whole thing for her where like um it's it's difficult for her to accept that there that there's also you know another carer in her life besides for Geralt now mm-hmm. and I think it's quite sweet that Yan sort of sees this and sees like the kind of the, the, what Siri wants to do and ways to kind of combine her seeing of herself as a witcher as well as becoming a sorceress. So like once she passes all of the 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 
the tests um and and Yen's sort of happy with her progress you know they take two days to like run through the park and go jump over ditches and fences and um practice practice balance and so when Yen's doing that with her she's also teaching her the things the witchers didn't teach her so that Jen's teaching her like anatomy and physiology and like how to to breathe properly how to enhance um how to actually how like you know the muscles and bones work and how to you know actually like relax the muscles afterwards and that's you know the things the witchers didn't teach her but that also enhance her abilities as a physical fighter mm. um am i imagining this or is there a bit at some point where mm. it's established that yen can slightly use a sword um oh like... is this where we get spell sword yen <laughs> like 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 I, I might be imagining this like like um but I, but I swear that it's established somewhere in the books, and I'm wondering if it might be in one of the bits of the training montage. Um, we'll have to see. She, I mean, she definitely had knives, no, stilettos in... Yeah, she did. Uh, ...the start of the second short story collection. Yes. When she goes to rescue Dandelion. She yes. does some stabbing. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I don't see any of that in this section but i might have just missed it but she definitely is like she knows about it you know someone who knows about it knows the theory and can go running and jumping yeah and... yeah yeah it, yeah if it isn't here like then forget about it I just, i'm trying to remember just yeah. because like i swear that it's somewhere in the in the like well, it's just a passing comment somewhere in the books that like she knows how to use a sword and i, yeah, I mean remember she does if a, it was here or... she does a fair amount of stabbing when she rescues dandelion mm-hmm. so yeah it might have been there yeah you're right remembering back she she clearly is at least good with knives. Um, so yeah, if yeah. she's not a spell sword, she's at least like uh you know a daedric a dagger <laughs> and right hand fireball sort of build. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yes. So and um, and and at the end of this little training montage, um you know Siri and Yen are able to communicate telepathically. So um the the next bit actually gets really interesting because I get into sort of a theory lesson about magic, and we get Yen defining how people see magic in this world in like three different ways um one is like you know in some people just in some people's opinion uh it's the embodiment of chaos it is a key capable of opening a forbidden door the door behind which lurks nightmares fear and unimaginable horrors behind which enemies hide and wait destructive powers the forces of pure evil capable of annihilating um not only the one who dares open the door but with them the entire world so you know there's some who view magic as this like um revenge and weapon of chaos um, that you, you know, humans well only. That incidentally, there was. Um, Siri did have a vision earlier in the book that she was going through a door with Yennefer. Yes, the door that can't be opened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like that, she deals with that a bit in this chapter, doesn't she? When she has like the dream. Um, and um, you know, something Yen says here, and I might need to ask you guys to clarify because you know the lore better than I do. <laughs> Um, she says the fact that following the conjunction of the spheres people have learned to use magic is the curse and the undoing of the world the undoing of mankind mankind is that I mean she just means that humans didn't use magic until the conjunction of the spheres right yeah that was when like yes. all the worlds sort of overlapped on yeah, each other and the monsters overlapped. jumped yeah. through yeah. Um, and all that this is this is a translation issue um, okay. in, in 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 Polish to my knowledge the words people and humans are the same so uh, of course uh, but as in English people like, could also refer that, to elves and it could been... refer to dwarves. Yeah, that should, have, that should have been simply 
um, like that should have been simply translated as humans, but it was erroneously translated as people because those are the same word Polish. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense because I would assume elves were already using magic, and it was when humans crossed into this world that they started yep. using magic. That yeah. that is the lore. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. For that battle, um, like this is actually a kind of fun bit about like the actual ambiguity that the books do on the conjunction of the spheres mm-hmm. um like so obviously in everything else that has been produced since the games the books the interpretation is very much um that humans came into the world with the conjunction of the spheres that they're that basically their ships literally presumably came from another world um because it happened to coincide with them being at sea um and they landed, you know, on the continent. Hmm. Um, but this is a trippy thing because um, if you kind of look at like what is established in the books, it's actually not so transparently straightforward. Mm. Um, hmm. Like the humans are constantly said, like they they are constantly said, like by the elves to have taken over our world. But a should we really interpret it so literally? Because somebody coming from another continent could also be considered yeah if your world is one continent then yeah like but you know the, the, somebody could have been considered metaphorically to have taken over the world of the enche you know our world in the same sense in which you know lovers say to each other you are my entire world and stuff hmm. you know like in that same kind of metaphorical yeah because humans took the over world. the temples they took over their they land. took over, over everything they knew yeah like um like because here yen when she talks about how the conjunction of the spheres affected humans says during the conjunction of the spheres humans learn to use magic you would think that if the conjunction of the spheres indicated crossing over into this world yen would perhaps use even simpler language than you know like when we landed on this continent um we learned magic because mm-hmm. um, the books are non-straightforward with whether the humans came with the conjunction of the spheres. I think that's it's an interesting question. The it's, dead. An... Yeah. it's established that it's the entirely... monsters did, but... It's entirely possible they came from another continent that got overrun with monsters and fled that and landed on this continent. Yeah, like, um, and we do know that, like, I mean, we do know that there are other continents, though it is admitted, admittedly also true that we don't... I mean, No one so, explores so them, that really. They, you know, there's, like, a fear and stuff, like, and Zanguabar, like, you know, like, overseas continents. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. the game's interpretation is interesting in that regard, because it seems to believe that humans live in a fear. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, the one person action. of color you see. In the, the one DM. person of color you see in The Witcher 3. It's <laughs> 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 like, the guy from a fear with a really, really interesting accent, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, like and it's kind of interesting because like I don't think in the books it's actually established anything about Afir and Zangobar other than that they have zebras. Um, <laughs> so humans could also not live there. We don't know this. Mm. But you know, there's also there's all, you know like like if if we do interpret humans coming into the world as a singular act, you know those couple of ships that Geoffrey uh, um, Monk and other people were on that like landed um, in the northern realms. And established kingdoms there, like for instance, where did the ancestors, the ancestors of the Elf Guardians, come from, or like literally anyone in the south? Yeah. Like, hmm. Like, I recommend actually watching out as we keep reading the the other books. What other references are made to the conjunction of the spheres? Because I'm not totally sure that 
the human's presence in the world is as unambiguous as has been interpreted. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that's yeah. yeah. That's like watching out for the cat's eyes and watching out for yeah, yeah, yeah. watching for Sapex solidifying his world building and mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, um, but yeah, we we just get this introduction and introduction. Sorry, introduction. I can speak. Introduction. <laughs> introduction. <laughs> uh, it's like you know, magic is chaos, art, and science, and it's all this spooky, scary thing. But we also yeah. got terrible about Siri being a strange girl because she's from the Elder Blood and the Blood of Elves. You, you know, she says yes. the thing. <laughs> yeah she says the thing um i mean okay so i just i just want to go I, I, I wanted to like dive into the magic thing just like a teeny 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 bit more if that's okay um of course i mean just um yeah because like, those are the the, the 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 three ways she conceptualizes of, of of magic right she's trying to teach siri like the different ways like the different different kinds of wizards different kinds of magic users different kinds of scholars see ma- magic either it, it is 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 this this chaos and it's the revenge and weapon of chaos um and she you know, says people who believe that aren't wrong and she says in some people's opinion it's art great elitist art capable of creating beautiful extraordinary things and that it's a talent that some people just have and the people who believe that aren't wrong either and that the third thing is that magic is science and that in order to master it um it isn't just about talent and innate ability it's about you know the people who are willing to study and do the do the work and do endurance and self-discipline and then use that magic to produce progress uh, magic is a tool like the plow or the loom um and it means you know constant upward movement and they're right too so she's saying like magic is there's all these different conceptions of magic and people think of it different ways but you have to realize that they are all right and that magic is actually all of these things which is i think a really interesting conception that's the um yeah. she calls it a, a curse of blessing and progress it's, it's an elegant um description yeah well it's, it's, i suppose yeah. it's very a way a magic user would describe magic <laughs> Uh, but yes, um, you were you were also saying yes that um, you know magic is extending its hand towards you, Siri, to strange girl, surprise, child of the elder blood, blood of elves, uh, strange girl woven into movement and change into annihilation and rebirth, destined and destiny. Um, yeah, that which chaos shows you in your dreams is this very uncertainty. Chaos is afraid of you, child of destiny, but it wants you to be the one who feels fear. That is um, something. So this tells us... Chaos isn't a ladder. Again, <laughs> chaos is not a ladder. <laughs> this tells us that Yen knows a lot more about Siri than Geralt does. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, um, Blood of Elves, or the, the the Book of the Elder Blood, Blood of Elves, that's what Vilgefortz was studying next to his copy of Vithlina's Prophecy, that he was, like, hiding under that magical veil that... Um, um, that to say I saw while he was looking for Siri, obviously. Um, there's a when when Siri's washing earlier, um, there's something that Yen says to her. Um, she notices a mark from a ring and, you know, snaps at her that she she's been told that she cannot wear any jewellery, any metal, any stones. And we know from Tesea in the previous chapter that Vilgefortz was trying to do a locator spell that uses metal and stones. Um, so so Yen is up, knows what Vilgefortz is up to, knows that Ciri is the child of the Elder Blood, knows that she's the focus of Athena's prophecy. Hmm. Um, she shows all the stuff that Geralt does not. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh, oh Ciri. There's a lot of foreshadowing in this chapter. Even though not much happens, there is a lot of, like, ominous stuff that's really described. Yes. There's also, the, there's a cool bit, um, which is a little bit after this, where, you know, mm-hmm. she talks about where magic comes from and, you know, you know, you can get it from earth or you can get it from fire, you can get it from water you, or even air. But, you know, it's, it's obviously easiest to get it from water because water's everywhere. Which is, you know, don't use fire. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
again that'll become apparent but it never don't use fire and then she sort of challenges her to try and summon some and draw some through her mm-hmm. yeah um what's interesting <laughs> I'd, I'd remarked this when i was reading this earlier to 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 davas right after this bit um yen sort of wants to see what's in siri's dreams when she's talking to her about how chaos is trying to to frighten her i think it's i think it's quite funny that when yen wants to see what's going on in siri's dreams she 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 asks siri to 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 look at her her star medallion and you know willingly go into this trance to be able to see what's going on to her dreams whereas Triss just like non-consensually drugs her mm. yeah in character yeah. Triss in character she look, loves look, to do Triss, stuff to brains Tr- Triss literally can't <laughs> let go of the overpowering impulse to roofie somebody like <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> like that that's that's basically 60% of her personality. Yes. <laughs> it's actually really funny considering she's allergic to potions. So if somebody so if somebody you know like put a fucking sleeping potion in her drink, mm-hmm. it would be yeah. game over for Triss Merigold. But no, Indeed. no, she's happy to do that to other people. Indeed, not worrying about anyone else's allergies. Um, the wee cow. So <laughs> 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 that's too uh, affectionate frankly the, <laughs> the fucking insert profanity here really. yes I, I, I'm being I'm yes. being a polite boy um, <laughs> I'm a reformed man uh, we'll, 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 we'll break you up that one back in Glasgow I'm sure yeah this, this, is, this, is, this is I just want a Scottish you accent again from Scotland too long <laughs> I haven't used the c word in anger in about five years <laughs> Oh my god, really? I went from being someone who was horrified by that word to it being my default, like, mildly annoyed insult. I think I think I called a pal that, like, the other day, so... <laughs> but yeah, uh, how do we get onto this topic? Yes, I've been softened yes. by um, being down south here too long, because the soft is south. <laughs> um... This is English cultural imperialism. Uh, it will be it will be the first post haste. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, Yan induces um, Siri's sort of dreams so that Siri can learn to overcome them. Um, it's basically the 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 same thing that we'd we'd seen before. The um, uh, well, I mean, some of what we've seen before. So we see, we see. There's actually this one's quite violent. You see, you know, blood, Yen, uh, Yennefer's lips cut and crushed, um, white rocks, um, screaming, an endless flight. So that's the seagulls again. Uh, child of the elder blood. Um, you know, um, all of all the things from Athena's prophecy. Uh, back to the line, cub must die for reasons of state. Uh, Geralt trying to get her down some stairs, but there being blood everywhere. So just really, just not not great yeah foreshadowing and uh, of course we get yes. again the phrase the lion cub must die for reasons of state and uh yes yeah. yes yes um but then um jennifer says after this siri will never have her nightmares again because she's you know been able to face them um and yeah siri manages to go to sleep with no dreams for the first time in years um and then we're kind of back to just like a nice training montage <laughs> you know teaching siri how to do how to um hold her hands correctly to cast spells. Yen's a little horny for Geralt. Um, um, Yen is Siri complains a little that... horny for Geralt. That, that <laughs> it's quite... It's, it's a lovely line. Like, Siri is... Um, Siri is 
um, just really struggling to get her hand into the right position to cast a spell and uh, says, you know, my hand's trained to hold a sword. That's why I can't do it. And Yen replies with nonsense. Geralt's been brandishing his sword his whole life and his fingers are agile and mm, very gentle. <laughs> Come on, Yen. <laughs> uh, Geralt with his fingering cannon. Yeah, yeah, cannon. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, um, you know, so, it's, you know, he's he can do the signs and whatnot, and he's trained. It's true. He needs to. He needs to make 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 you know, put his fingers in specific shapes. Yes, Yen is just complimenting his um, skills. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's the whole. She gives the talk. Um, yes. Yen gives Siri the talk, which is handled in quite an earnest and funny and nice way. Um, yes, because Siri's become fixated on virginity because there's this rumor that virgins can't do magic, which is clearly not the case because um, <laughs> you know Yen tells her that which, she was a virgin when she started doing magic. Yeah. And, and did you guys yeah. know how notice how this is a fantastic decanonization of something that Sapik had had like you know established previously? Like yes, because because that was in, established um, the, in the Pavetta story, and uh, it was like from even as authoritative a source as Mausak, but 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 Mausak's um, a clearly, druid, not a wizard. Clearly, <laughs> Sapik like sat down with himself and was like, uh, maybe no. <laughs> yes, yes, which I am. Uh, w- yes, that was nice. I am. I am very <laughs> grateful that he thought about that for more than a second. Yes. Um, what I love is when Siri is like, well, when it's time to go to bed with a man, like, how do you choose? And Yen's practical advice is just eliminate ones who don't have a bed and then choose the one that has the nicest one. <laughs> and, then, and then she says admittedly that you can fuck up really easily, like, 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 yes. by using this as the metric. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I mean, she can't even be referencing her own experience because, like, it's not like she chose Geralt with anything to do with the bed. So... <laughs> You know, it's a shed or a barn or just some grass yeah, the, most of the, the time. Yeah, the first time, the first time had very little to do with a, with a clean bed. It was in the ruins all. of yeah. a house, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bob Barant did have a clean bed. That's true. Like, he was quite a wealthy merchant after all. <laughs> of course, and yeah, in a shard of ice, like, you know, she had her own bed and the, the other guy had a very nice bed as well. And she, But they That's were both true. good beds, so she chose neither of them. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> there we go. Now we're thinking. Uh, yes. Talking about terrible people that, yeah, well, terrible mistakes Yen's made in bed with people with nice beds. Mm. <laughs> uh, she, um, if you believe the TV series, the first time she did him was the cave, so. That's true. That's true. Maybe she should follow her bed method more often. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I mean, that would not lead her to Geralt in any sort of way. That's and, true. And but we Geralt doesn't have that, have... so a bad period so well exactly yeah. and he would be eliminated the first round <laughs> uh, but um yeah so they, they they have sort of the the talk um and then it's just like more kind of training montage um and you know yen's asking siri about how she escaped about her parents about anything she can remember um but she doesn't remember much um she doesn't remember much at all um 
and you know there's like this lovely um narrative of them growing closer together and learning to bond over their sort of um bond over making fun of Geralt which is a good way to bond that's yeah <laughs> that, that is the existent that is why this podcast exists exactly we've all bonded over making fun of Geralt so <laughs> <laughs> We, we th- this is this is a pro making fun of Geralt space. Yes. Dumbass little himbo. <laughs> only thing yeah so Yennefer's trying to prompt Siri to, to talk about her parents but the only thing she can remember is um being a very 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 small child and being on Skellige and Calanthe coming to Skellige sort of in the aftermath of her parents death but she can't really remember anything earlier than that um and we learned that her parents not only died in a shipwreck but in uh, you know what they're calling the curse of the sea a, a storm that should never have been um you know you, one would assume the Skelligers know a thing or two about weather patterns and things but this this just came out of nowhere yeah which um, was so let's, let's not to dwell too much on that for now we'll come yeah. back to this yeah um yeah they'd been swallowed up by a tempest which no one had foreseen a tempest which should not have broken out dot 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 um but that's all that siri can remember about her parents um and yeah so in this there's, extremely there's interesting like you know like 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 world building wise like flashback there where she remembers you know kraken crate and uh, mm. yes and uh, and her granny actually um this is the first yeah. time Siri remembers her granny um yeah that's true it's it's kind of interesting that that's the one definite definitive memory a city has of Kalanfe of basically her coming to pick her up from her uncle's house <laughs> Yes, and uh, telling her uncle that he owes her a great debt for having let Pavetta go to sea. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure out how Krach is related. Technically, in no way, but like, if we interpret East as, as, as Ciri's yeah. granddad... Great uncle? He's not East's brother. Um, oh. Like, he's more like East's, like, significantly younger cousin, I think. So he's like, you know, cousin like, like, removed? like a distant cousin twice removed. Yeah, but like, uncle's one of those words that doesn't have to, like. Yeah, uncle is more of an abstract noun. Yeah, it can be, yeah, like, I don't know. I have tons of. Who wasn't an uncle. Yeah, it's just a thing. You have tons of aunties who aren't aunties, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just one of those words. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um,. And so it's really, it's really super non-linear, this chapter. It's kind of actually hard to describe because like we go back and forth between the chapter starts at the end um, and we flash back about a year and then the flashback of the training montage is also interspersed with Siri having induced flashbacks to her childhood. Um, so it's very non-linear. Um, and so we're sort of back to the training montage and um, Jennifer is teaching Siri how to to find um, magical sources of, well, sources of water that can be used to draw chaos from. Um, and um, yeah, Siri sort of messes up a little bit and gives herself a bloody nose. She's learning. Um, learning <laughs> yeah just like sort of a long sequence of her learning um and yeah figuring out how to draw power and and uh, seeing how much it hurts um apparently whenever you draw magic it really gives you bad cramps apparently it's a typical reaction for women to have like abdominal cramps from drawing magic um so that's fun and yen tells her she's not allowed painkillers because that'll stop her from learning how to deal with it so fun times um sucks to be sucks to be afab even in this universe <laughs> yeah sucks to be afab um yeah yeah 
And as she gets better at magic, like, you know, Jennifer makes Nenica give Siri her sword back um, so she can keep practicing. And this is actually interesting too, right? Like, so Siri's got all that witcher training and she's got some of the training that we talked about earlier with like Yen teaching her like how to breathe and the actual theory of like, um, like the, you know, like physiology. Um, and now she's teaching Siri how to use spells to relax her muscles, combat cramps, control adrenaline, uh, master her oral labyrinth, so I guess improve her hearing, and slow or speed her pulse to cope and how to cope without oxygen. So she's kind of teaching her how to do the elixir stuff without the elixirs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, of course, yeah, like, that's what Yen has the to do. for that matter. Yeah, exactly. She's just teaching her, like, oh, yeah, you can totally control your own adrenaline and, like, how much oxygen you need and slow your pulse. You just use magic. So, um... Siri's basically developing um, an even kind of greater control over the abilities we associate with with witchers. Um, uh, yeah, the lady magician knew a surprising amount about a witcher's sword and dance. She knew a great deal about the secrets of Kermoran. I think that might be what you were... So she does indeed know quite a bit about actual, like, the footwork and sword work. So, yes, spell sword yen confirmed. <laughs> there we go. That was um, easy. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That was easy. <laughs> um, yeah. And it kind of, it does start to sort of um, peter out a little bit the book just quite calmly and um, yeah like you're falling asleep a little bit uh, yeah it's a very soothing chapter it's just a little lovely slice of life is what it is mm. um, and and we finally get to Siri doing a, a, an actual spell for the first time um, so um, Gen decides the first spell that she's going to really do is actually she's going to do the sign of art. So um, I think it's really lovely that Yen keeps sort of like um, containing things within the framework that Siri likes, which is, you know, being a witcher. Um, and, um, you know, with some amount of practice, it it goes pretty well, except for the fact that she blows up a shack. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what are you going to do? Yeah. These things happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And um, she, I think, is it is it here? Ah, uh, yeah, Siri asks why... Um, why she keeps getting called or ugly um and yeah yeah it's like because i'm malicious wizards are always malicious and so it's just a very nice conversation um about sorry wanting to be pretty and yen saying yes you are but you're you know ordinary and magic and stuff and it's it's cute it is very cute yeah like just like oh like you know how old she asked again how old she was and she became a wizard and she says you know 13 oh just like i am now it's like it's it's really cute and then asks yeah the first time she had sex which is like okay 16 um mm. um that said there's a lot of like talk about like sexual maturity and or it's handled better than most male authors handle the issue, yeah. I would say. It's handled quite maturely. Surprisingly so, yeah. Like, he's yeah. he's okay. There is one image that I thought was kind of interesting um, because of, um, you know, the long-standing rumor that you have to be, a vir- you can't be a virgin to use magic. The way that it's described when Ciri's first able to draw on magic is magic like a spiked iron arrow lodged in her, wounded her deeply, hurt, hurt with a strange sort of pain, oddly associated with bliss. Yeah, that's not very subtle, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was meant to be sexual. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think so. Uh, like, I think you guys are just reading dirty things. In order, order I, come on, there. Uh, there, there are a lot of pains that are associated also with bliss. Like, when you've worked out for a long time. 
Like, magic endorphins. When, you, when you've when you've like you know like 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 carried something really heavy and like you fucking set it down and yes you're like you know like fucking muscles are aching but you are you know you're you have the release of endorphins from from having exerted yourself. I I don't think that's meant to be a thing. We'll we'll leave that to interpretation then. Yes, we'll leave that to interpretation. But um yes, so um as sort of. We, we come back to where we were at the start of the chapter and as at the start of the chapter Yennefer had been calling Ciri back so they could get ready to, to leave um, they're getting ready to leave the temple um, Ciri's not a child anymore they've got places to be and as we know per the last chapter and per Yen um, being worried about Ciri wearing um, trackable metals and stones um, people are looking for Ciri so they're leaving um, dressed as blokes um... dressed as blokes yeah, in disguise, yeah. hoods that hide their hair, and armed. Both were armed. So there you have once again spell sword Yen. Um, but then, yeah, to uh, tail it off, we get a bit of a reference to Ethelene's prophecy. You know, the time of the mm-hmm. sword and axe is approaching. Time of contempt and the wolf's blizzard. Um, Take care of her, Yennefer. Don't let anyone harm her. Yeah. Oh, Nanika. I'll be back for sure uh, soon. She did not know how wrong she was. Oh, uh, oh. yeah, uh, quite an. It's a lovely chapter to read in terms of it's just relaxing and calm and sweet and like this beautiful little slice of developing this like, um, you know, mother-daughter relationship between Yen and Siri. It's quite a hard one to describe on a podcast because it's both non-linear and nothing happens, but at the same time a lot of world building happens. Mm. Also, it's like emotionally really important because this is where Siri and Yen's mother-daughter relationship really grows mm. yeah but also it's difficult to describe just go fucking read it like <laughs> yeah. why are you like, listening like... to this still go read the book <laughs> <laughs> my god <laughs> uh, indeed <laughs> wasting your time no not actually no don't we tell love, them that we love no don't listeners. tell them that <laughs> don't let them know that there's other things they could be doing <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time when we do a wrap up episode and discuss the um, whole of Blood of Elves with chap- with spoilers for the entire series. Um, until then, our music is um, Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Perny and Milislav Kolar, which you can find at freemusicarchive.org. And you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr as at the Witcher cast or email us at castapodyourwitcher at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.